This week on The Outlaw Lawyer, attorney Cassandra Nicholas is back with us in studio. And guess what? We're going to read the Don't Say Gay bill that is working its way through the Florida legislature, and we will discuss it. Permanent daylight savings time is on the table and may be in our near future. And Supreme Court nominee Kentaji Brown-Jackson confirmation hearings are in full swing. What do we think about it here at The Outlaw Lawyer? We will tell you up next. And now, Outlaw Lawyer. Welcome into The Outlaw Lawyers. We have Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They have offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We're also joined on set today by Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer. We got a lot to get to, fellas. Uh, we had a, a great first show on camera, and now this is number two. It is. It is. It, it takes some getting used to. Uh, we talked about that last week, so we won't harp on it. But uh, if you're listening to us on our podcast, you're listening to us on the radio, just want to remind you, we do have a YouTube channel now. We're finally, we're finally to that point. Some people might have argued we should have maybe done that first, the YouTube channel. I mean, look at this crew. <laughs> I, I, I think we should be but on camera. We're, we're, we're on YouTube, so if you're, uh, if you're around your computer or you want to see what we look like, I don't know why you would want to see what I look like, but we're there. The Outlaw Lawyer is our YouTube channel. Uh, today we got a lot to talk about. we got a lot of meaty uh, topics, uh, but before we get to meaty topics, I always like to talk about sports, and so I guess the NCAA tournament is a thing that's happening. As a state fan, I'm not paying a lot of attention, uh, but it is occurring, and there's been some exciting games or so I hear. You not watched any of them? Zero? I, I watched... You watched part of the Duke game because I was with you for that. So I know you saw that. Yeah, I think that might have been all I've watched so far. That's what, what are you doing with your life? You just watching the news? I watched a lot of Seinfeld. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld. <laughs> so I'm, guessing, I'm guessing you didn't do a bracket. Uh, I did one bracket at the last minute, uh, and I'm I'm dead last in my. You're dead last. Yeah, yeah. Not in the country, but just like in your group in of the, friends. In the group of friends, okay. yeah. I'm sure there's someone who's doing worse. Yeah. How are you doing, Joe? I'm in the 100th percentile with my bracket, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm an ESPN I'm, bracket. I'm 95th percentile. But that's still Early like... second here at the That's office. still like hundreds of thousands. Like, I'm nowhere close to the top. So. <laughs> Cassandra, are you crushing it? I'm crushing it. Really? Yeah, absolutely. How are you doing? I mean, I haven't gotten any wrong. No. Because I haven't... Oh, she didn't <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's amazing. I was right? like, you would be on the news. Exactly. <laughs> I was about to say... I feel like I am no, I was like day, it was like, I think it was day two, there was no more perfect brackets. If, so. you've, if you've listened to, us, listened to us before when Cassandra's been on, you know that you're from... North Dakota. In North Dakota, do people care about the NCAA tournament? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, sure. Do they? Yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah why would, I, I bet they do. Why wouldn't they? Is there a Division II NCAA tournament anymore? Does that still happen? Yes. I what remember, are you talking about, man? I just remember seeing, like, the championship game for the Division II. It'd be on, like, a random Saturday. Look, man. And it always had Cal State Fullerton. In You're going to offend me because <laughs> I, I, I attended the Division II uh, NCAA championship in person and saw my alma mater win that game. State? State? What are you talking about? Barton College. Oh, Barton. Yeah. yeah. That was a big game. That was a huge game for Barton College and people in Wilson, <laughs> North Carolina. Uh, but, yeah, it's a real thing, man. It's exciting. Mm. What are you talking about? I uh, Hopefully next year I'll pay a lot of attention. Because if State's bad again, you're not going to pay attention. I probably though. won't. You're, you're, it's unlikely you're going to I'll pay retreat attention. back into Seinfeld reruns <laughs> where I feel safe. <laughs> it's been good, though, man. It's been good. There's been a lot of good games. There's a lot of parity. So there's not been a ton of blowouts, a lot of exciting games. You really, you're, you, as a fan of basketball, yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice. Well, it's a cool stat. So 
when the tournament opened up, there were 17.2 million brackets on ESPN. When Kentucky lost, of the 17.2 million, only 161 remained perfect. It's crazy. I've never even been close to perfect on a bracket, even when I did care. I think I've gotten through like a, a day with like one pick wrong, but then it always falls apart. Man. It's going to fall apart. Period. Like Cassandra's sitting there going, when are we going to talk about <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> no, we're, we're, so no, this we, is great. This is I, we have like more this time for an hour and a half. <laughs> Officiating has been terrible. That's another thing. You haven't noticed it because you haven't watched, but it's been universal. I did read bad. I did read a story. I read okay. a, a news article that officiating was But how do you measure that? How's that objectionable? How do you it's like just bad? You can watch if you watch it, it's bad. Like, what, it's, what is it? You know about it the, when you this see is it. just my personal <laughs> opinion. You're watching the games and it just seems like since Ed Hockley of the NFL, when he started doing the Tight shirts. Yeah. Mm. Watch watch the tournament this weekend. These guys have like form fitting, uh, you know, referee tops, and they've mm. all been working out. So apparently, you know, you got to be on your game to to even get on TV. I don't have anything form fitting in my. I think we should room. go with that on the next show. <laughs> I've been working. So since I saw myself last week on camera, <laughs> I've been doing some working out. So I'm hoping like we can play all of our episodes back, and it'll be like a progress. See, if you look at everything we've done on tape, you can slowly over the years see me losing my hair. That's what you see. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to be like I get, I get more in shape hair. and you get less in shape as we go <laughs> along. It's like we're trading. I'm giving you weight. Um, I was going to talk to you guys about, I don't know if your kids have done this. You know, we've talked about Ukraine. We've talked about NATO on a couple of shows and, and just kind of, again, the legality behind things that are happening in national news. My kids are middle school age. And we were at that Hurricanes game watching it. We were at the Hurricanes game watching the Duke game. Yeah. And then I ended up having to leave early because my kids cornered me and wanted to talk. I guess in their school they've been talking about World <laughs> War II, World War One. Uh-huh. And so they were asking me a bunch of questions about, are we, you know, are we headed for World War III? What made them get on the stop? I don't know. Games? I was like, man, we could be watching the Duke game yeah. on TV or the Hurricanes game. And we're going to talk about the World War. <laughs> so I don't know if – I don't know. I know we all have – you know, some kids uh, hanging out at the house. <laughs> I don't know if that's something you guys we have all. to deal with. Cassandra, I don't think you have any kids. No, she is. Not hers, but there are kids but at her house just hanging <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, right. they're, they're just there. in the neighborhood for all the kids. I was about to say kids, and then I pivoted to just random, so, just random just kids. Just people. Yeah. There are people there. You've met My, children before. <laughs> I, I am familiar with the concept. Yeah. Uh, my 21-year-old sister in North Dakota has been asking questions um, about my take on the situation yeah. being like 21 year olds they're full-fledged adults but haven't really been alive during any like particularly active right, conflicts right. so um yeah. so it's new to them i didn't have a good answer for her What'd you tell so your i might have her call you i i had to talk to my kids i had to tell them what mutually assured destruction is the theory of mutually assured yeah. destruction and it's hard to tell a kid like hey you know don't worry, if Russia nukes us, they'll be dead too. We're all gonna die. Yeah, it's, it'll all yeah. work out one That's way or the other. That should be very comforting. <laughs> they so. don't, they don't, they don't take comfort in that that theory. So it was hard to explain that to a twelve-year-old and an eight-year-old. The so way you describe a suggestion. It. Yeah, that you're a movie guy. <laughs> rent, rent, go find War Games streaming somewhere. Yeah. Well, I've seen War Games. Well, your kids need to see it. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. then you yeah, don't they, have to talk to them. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll kind of, they'll kind of get it, and hopefully they'll cheer at the end when. You know, nuclear wars. in a political science class in college, yeah. and that was the best way to spend my tuition dollars. <laughs> I fully approve. Sure. Well, I, I, I meant to watch, uh, I can't remember the name again, Wolverines. We talked about this already. Right. What was that movie? It's not Red Wolverine. Dawn? Red yeah, Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the I wanted to watch. 
Watch that too. Just one. do a marathon. Oh, no, they did a remake. It wasn't any good. Mm. No, no mm. it wasn't. I can't imagine it would be. I just have this image of your kids literally cornering you and like holding you in the corner, <laughs> like Dad. <laughs> well, it, it shows that they're concerned, which yeah. I think is a good sign. Yeah, definitely paying attention to the news and. Uh, I try yeah. to spend a lot of time talking with my kids about military strategy. <laughs> <laughs> See, this yeah. is a this is a pincer movement, yeah. son. <laughs> the uh, uh. the other thing I was going to talk about is not one of our legal topics today, but I, everywhere you go, you can't help seeing it. But uh, uh, the the University of Pennsylvania has a, a transgendered a trans, transgendered swimmer. Uh, is it Leah Thomas? Am I getting that right? Leah yeah. Thomas. Leah yes, Thomas. That's the name. Um, so that's something that's been in the news. You know, I was thinking maybe we should do, not prepared for it today, but maybe we should do in the future a deep dive on, on maybe some of the laws that have got, you know, whether you think it's right or wrong, some of the laws that have gotten us to this point. Yeah. Because sure. that's, that's clearly a, at least a social controversy. And I think that might turn into a legal controversy. Because sure. I, I, if I understand right, uh, her next step is to try to compete in the Olympics. And so I think that's going to, you know, create some legal hurdles. Yeah, I think challenges. there'll be some, I think so. I'm not super familiar with it. You know, I have, I've only scratched the surface. I haven't done the deep dive, but um, yeah, I, I agree because my understanding, and again, I could be completely wrong, but I, I think it's, uh, you know, you, you get into an area of hormone replacement therapy and you're talking about, and I want to say it's like six to seven times what would be the normal level uh, mm -hmm. is what's allowed as far as like testosterone, whatever the testosterone, whatever habit, is what's actually allowed. Um, and it's permissible for, you know, Leah Thomas still to be able to swim against against women. So I think it would be interesting to look at all the rules and, and uh, you know, what it takes to qualify for the Olympics in this type of situation. And, and I guess there's probably new rules that are being set up, and it's kind of a moving body of... It's interesting because you, you hear a lot about Leah Thomas, uh, obviously, because she won the race, and that's a big reason why. But there was a there was another transgender participant as well, but you don't hear a, a lot about that one because there's no, my understanding is that there's no hormone replacement therapy going on there. So there's less, that, that, I think that's really the sticking point for a lot of people when you get into that, mm. the, the, the hormone replacement therapy piece, because that's what people perceive to be how you get the advantage yeah, I haven't read deep into the story, but I didn't even know that other part. I didn't even know that was going on. So. Yeah, they were both there. They both like they, they both wrote on their bodies like messages. They both took a stance and they were kind of celebrating with one another. And um, but yeah, you, you only hear about Leah Thomas maybe because she she's won. Winning. She's but, winning. Yeah, by a yeah. lot. So by a good margin. Yeah, yeah, by a good margin. Setting records. Yep. Yeah. So. So we actually do have le other legal topics today that we're going to spend some time on. And so I thought the first thing we'd spend time on is we've heard there's been so much in the media about this don't say gay bill as it's been, uh, you know, named. I always wonder, that's part of like a, a PR victory right there, right? When you're in the media and you get to name something like this, because you, you can have a negative connotation name or you can have a positive connotation name. So naming the bill, because the, the title of the bill is like super duper long. Mm -hmm. um, so you got to, you can't call it by its actual name so you have to give it a nickname and so that's a good PR win here if you if it's something you support then this is a, a PR win because that's what you that's what everybody has to call it or you don't know what we're talking about yeah. you know so so we're gonna talk about the don't say gay bill when I say talk about it I mean we've read it and we're gonna talk about what it actually says not what you think it might say or, or your friend told you it might say we're gonna talk about what it actually says we're gonna look at the statute the legislation so we're gonna do that uh, there is some legislation moving through the, uh, I don't know if it's in the House or the Senate right now. It was bounced back to the House because it passed the uh, Senate. 
So uh, making daylight savings time permanent. Yes. I'm sorry. And some people really, <laughs> some people. We don't like to take positions on this show. No, yeah, I'm uh, just saying. But yeah, this is it. So we're gonna look at one. We're gonna look at that. Uh, that's a legal thing that's happening. And then Ketanji Brown Jackson's confirmation hearings have started for the U.S. Supreme Court. And uh, I wanted to spend some time talking about some of the questions she's being asked um, and how that's going. But those are our three for real legal topics that we're going to tackle today. All right. A lot on the show today. We're going to take a short break. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, special guest Cassandra Nicholas is here with us today. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And just a reminder, Josh and Joe are managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. And if you've got a legal situation that you are facing, this is the opportunity to get in touch. 800-659-1186. 800-659-1186. You can also email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Always visit the website. Great place there, theoutlawlawyer.com. But again, get in touch. We'll be back right after this. to the Outlaw Lawyers. We have Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Our special guest today is Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and we have a full ledger today on the program, so let's get moving. So, Morgan, the first thing I wanted to tackle today was the, uh, the I do a lot of air quotes now that we're on YouTube. I know those don't <laughs> translate very well to the radio, but I, I do it a lot. Talk with your hands, that's cool. <laughs> so the don't say gay bill. Um, Florida legislation, uh, I, I, I guess just from reading, uh, this is kind of in response to, to the ongoing uh, battle of how gender issues are, are taught or not taught in, in public schools. And Florida, uh, at least politically, being a little more conservative than maybe the average uh, state in the union, uh, this is kind of a response to that. And again, I think this is a good time. This is kind of a sensitive topic, and this is a good time to remind everybody who may be listening or watching here, what I personally believe about this bill uh, doesn't matter on this show. Uh, political you know, affiliations we try to throw out the window. And on The Outlaw Lawyer, one of the things we try to do is we try to just look at the statute. We try to look at the underlying law and, and, and kind of objectively just say, hey, this is what it is. This is, this is what it isn't. And this is a good example of that because this statute, depending on what side you fall on, uh, is being portrayed as, I think, crazy. It's just, you know, what it's being portrayed as really outweighs what it actually is on paper. Um, Cassandra, I know you've had a chance to chance to look at this, and, and, and what's your initial take? Just, again, no personal belief, just based on what it's actually, the bill's actually trying to do. So I do want to just give the, the full title is Parental Rights and Education Bill, and that's House Bill 1557 in Florida. So my understanding is that it did pass the House, went to the Senate and was edited, um, revised, and then did pass the Senate. So it does need to go back to the House, uh, and we'll see whether or not they actually revise it further or pass it in the form that it's been passed um, as in the Senate. And then I believe Ron DeSantis has already indicated that he plans on signing it if it does get if it, to yeah, I him. Heard that too, yeah. um, it's interesting how it's being framed in the media in that the word gay isn't even present in the bill to start with um, but it does discuss how my, my first take is that it's just not very clearly written I got the same impression very broad very Too broad overly for broad sure. yeah. you know even even if you agree 
and we'll continue to talk about it, but even if you agree with the aims of the bill and what the bill maybe was intended to do, it didn't translate to paper very well. It's unclear whether they're referring to just classrooms kindergarten through third grade or which provisions of it actually apply to all public school education in Florida. Um, so even if it was passed, how it would be implemented is really unclear. And you never want that from a statute. You know, that a statute like this is just going to immediately be litigated, right? If, if, if you're, and again, this is just, you know, I think some people even get confused the way it gets reported on. I don't know that some people understand that this is just a state bill in Florida. It's being reported on across the nation. So I think sure. some people hear about it and think it's some kind of national issue, and it is talking about a national issue, but this is just talking about the state of Florida, and it's just in Florida state uh, legislature. And, and uh, yeah, I was really confused, too. I had heard that, you know, so I read a lot uh, of reports on it, and I, I had read that it only affected kindergarten to third grade, and parts of it specifically do mention kindergarten to third grade. Some of it seems like it applies to every grade. Um, but yeah, just you, you can see, and, and that's the problem, I think, with the news a lot of time. You can see this PR battle kind of taking place mm -hmm. on the way it's reported. And of course, if you get your news from you know, CNN, New York Times, you're kind of getting this one version. If you get your news from Fox News, Wall Street Journal, or Drudge, or wherever you get it, you're kind of getting another version. And so that's why I think it's really important to, to just read the bill. And it's not very long. No. Yeah. No. Just a brief seven pages. <laughs> <laughs> well, a brief seven pages in the intro takes up a page or two. Um, so when you actually uh, get in there, but uh, it does, you know, it does. I've got it here in front of me. That's what I'm looking at right now, the statue. <laughs> I see the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Joe, what do you? What was the most glaring thing that, that, that you saw there? I mean, I, I think it's just overly broad, man. It's, it, it's vague, vague, really. It, it strikes me as vague, overly broad. It lacks specificity. And, and that leads to the problems, like, yeah. you know, a lot of problems. And you made a good point as far as how it's being reported in the media. And, you know, you get the, the nickname, the don't say gay nickname, that sticks. It's being reported nationally, and that kind of frames the perspective of, of anyone who's not going to dig deeper into it. And they're going to see that negative connotation. They're going to, and like you said, I think a lot of people see this as a national issue without really realizing that it's, it's kind of confined to the state of Florida. Um, but a, a lot of the issues that people have with this bill, I think are a direct result of how it is kind of vague and broad. And when you're, when you're able to apply your own interpretation to these things that aren't defined with enough specificity, your political leanings are going to come into play. And so you're going to have people looking at it and they're going to interpret it the way that, that they want to, you know, and, and that I think that leads to a lot of the issues that you see within a lot of the controversy. Yeah, if this were to pass the way that we're, the, the version that we're seeing, um, you know, this the governor would sign it and this goes to to part of the bureaucracy to enforce, right? So this goes, I don't know, in Florida, I don't know if they, I guess, a Department of Education or, or something like that. It gets handed off and then, uh, you know, I don't say this, I don't mean this mean, but like a bureaucrat, you know, yeah. picks this up and says, okay, what does what does this mean? And how do I enforce it? And there, there's a lot of stuff in here. You know, there's some opt-out provisions for parents uh, when it comes to counseling, you know, if, if uh, I think it's kind of designed where basically if, if, if a student were to report or a mental health issue, or um, I think the way it's being reported is like come out of the closet to like a counselor or a school mm -hmm. official. Like that, that information needs to go to the parents. Yeah, uh, and I think that's what they're trying to do here. And and 
you know, give the parents some kind of control over the education. We are talking about people under the age of 18. Um, so I can see what the concerns are. And again, my personal preference here doesn't, doesn't matter. But legislation this broad and this, I mean, it's a lightning rod for, yeah. there's going to be 18 cases filed the day sure. DeSantis signs this thing. And that's part of it, is that it won't just be bureaucrats enforcing it. This also has a provision in empowering parents to oh, attempt right. to enforce it mm -hmm. by directly suing schools. All state legislatures should be wary of any bill that hits their desk that is going to be taking tremendous financial resources from the schools for litigation rather than education. Yeah, it's encouraging litigation in a lot of ways. And so I think if you look at it and you if, if you look at it and it's barest sense and you take what appears to be the the motivation you know if you look at that in a positive light and you say people want to give you know parents a say in their kids education their development they want them to retain some element of control that that way doesn't sound like a terrible end um, the the actual application there's just so many subjective things that you know there's terms that have a very subjective meaning for instance it refers to discussing things in ways that are age appropriate or developmentally appropriate. It's a subjective thing, right? Like there's no, and you could look at it and say, well, we're going to use like common sense and you're going to use like a reasonableness standard to determine those things, but that doesn't really exist. You know, you've got such a wide swath of the population now. It's, it's very difficult because you have such varying opinions upon, uh, among people. So how is that going to be, how do you define it? No, I think I think you're right. I think um, you know you can see kind of both sides. Like this, you know, this is going to make a lot of people angry um, if you're against it. You know, and and a lot of people who are even for it, it's not. I don't think it's going to get you where you're where you're trying to go. You know, from an attorney's perspective, when we read a statute, we want the statute to be as simple and as clear as possible. So like, you know, this is wrong. If you do it, this is the punishment. You know, or or you know, if you need a process for something. This is the, this is going to address this, and here's the process, and here's the form you file, and you know you just want it clear as a bell, so there's no room for misinterpretation. Something like this is just not going to survive any kind of court scrutiny because that's what happens, right? You know, it gets legislated, um, but the court gets to interpret what this means when it's um, cloudy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It. It'll definitely be interesting. There are even provisions regarding um, classroom discussions and what topics are off would be off limits under this bill. Um, but a lot of the reporting is discussing arguments about what classroom discussion could include. Do they need to actually remove books from shelves? It seems like there would be an immediate over elimination of topics and materials in classrooms at all ages because it's unclear what um, which students would be at the emotional or developmental level required by the statute. So if classrooms just ine immediately need to go through everything they're teaching at all levels of public education, that would be a huge chilling effect on education in Florida. You almost have to litigate it to even understand how it would be enforced. Yeah, you know? I think day one there'd and, be. There's, and there's, that's the thing. Like, that's the issue. It, it look, it, taking all moral consideration out of it, as a as a legal document, and analyzing it, you know, strategically, without more proper definition of a lot of these things. Like, what 
it's got to be litigated to, to even know what the standards are. The, you know, I, I read a couple of different uh, media outlets take on this, and, and the New York Times really did. I don't often uh, come here and say the New York Times did a really good job at anything, but the New York Times did a really good job just kind of going line by line and kind of pointing out what we're talking about. Like, hey, maybe you support it, maybe you don't, but you need to know what's in it. I, th I think a lot of people get, um, I think critical race theory is another thing like that, right? What does that, you see the guy on the street and he'll ask random people, what is critical race theory? What does that mean? You know, we get this like, don't say gay bill. We get these terms assigned to, to kind of complex concepts, complex statutes. And then we talk about them in, in general and uh, that, always, that always hurts us. It's a big problem, man, with society in general, because you, I can't give you like exact percentages, but I would bet a large percentage of the people who were the most adamantly opposed to critical race theory, they don't say gay, but if you put a microphone in front of them and you're like, explain what this is, there's no, they're not gonna be able to do it like accurately whatsoever, Yeah. you know? So I think it's important if, if people take nothing from this, to look into it yourself and, you know, don't just, if we've emphasized so heavily over our many, many shows, don't take the media's word for anything. Don't let a biased media inform your perspective, but so much, you know, do your own research, figure things out. And, and, and we say that, we say that, we know we don't, everybody doesn't have hours to, to dedicate yeah, but to, I mean, it to reading statutes, you know? but, but yeah, I, I so that's fine if you don't have hours to dedicate. Don't get so passionately <laughs> upset about it, right? Like, just okay. Yeah. Like, just go yeah, about if your you're life. Gonna take, if you're going to take the time to protest anything, yes. If you're making a sign, you should have to take a test on the on the that's issue right. first. Somebody before should, you can go. Let's make that bill. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it won't be vague. It'll be very if specific. You, if you can't explain your position, then your sign gets taken away. You're, you're told you to go have home. no sign. It's yeah. not like that, man. A short test before the protest. That's yeah. right. Just yeah. to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. Yes. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, the outlaw lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, you can find them at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Our special guest from Whitaker and Hamer is Cassandra Nicholas today. Uh, we've got a lot of subjects to get to, including permanent daylight savings time. That's a big story across the country. We'll get to that next. want to remind you, too, that if you've got a legal question, something you're going through and you need answers, here's a phone number for you, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Uh, leave your contact information. Briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can always email your questions to the program, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. And we have a great website, theoutlawlawyer.com. Go visit. We're back right after this. Welcome back into the Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, managing partners there, practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. They have offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. They're in competition with Starbucks. They're trying to be on every corner, a kid. But if you've got a legal question that you are facing and you need answers, here's a phone number for you to jot down, 800-659-1186. That's 800 800-659 six five nine eleven eighty six you can email your questions to the program as well we'll answer them on future shows that's questions at theoutlawlawyer.com i'm morgan patrick consumer advocate josh take it away you know we we haven't done a show where we answer questions in a while we're gonna have to set one of those up because we got a lot of them building up in the uh yeah. in the old inbox so we're gonna have to it's been a little bit since we did that i mean your show is popular but when we do the questions specific to a a certain aspect like small business huge yeah. downloads yes 
I can't walk down the street after those episodes <laughs> get without mobbed. getting mobbed. Yeah. Small business <laughs> it's questions. Tough, man. Yeah. Small business legal questions. I, I put on a hoodie and glasses, and that helped. <laughs> the, uh, all right, up next. Uh, so we just, what did we just do? Spring forward, is that what we just did? Yes. Yes. Lost an hour. It was rough. Yes, it was. As you get as you get older. But it's nice right after. Like, yeah. okay. Well, we, we love the longer yeah, days. Yeah, on the daylight, yeah. right? You're not we depressed. Love the longer days. You're not as yeah. depressed. You look like you're not nearly as depressed as you were last <laughs> week. Right? Last week, I was worried about you. I can leave the office and go play nine holes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, yeah, but the springing forward. Yeah, part. the part when you do it, it's terrible. But yeah. like, give it some time, man. Like, have they give us the weekend. It's not like they yeah. do it going into. Yeah, a but Monday. when you get yeah, but I'm not 18 years old. Mm. You true. What? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, losing that one hour of sleep. You don't get that back. I don't. I can't. I'm not allowed to take naps at that. I get yelled at if I take naps. That sounds like a good way to wake up from a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I can't, Josh, <laughs> that hour is just gone. It's it never comes back. It's just a lost hour. You might never get it back now. <laughs> ah! I say that's a cumulative effect too. Every year you lose that hour. So Cassandra has been following this for us, but we've got a possibility of never having to fall back or spring forward again. Uh, tell us about that. So the, what is it called? It's a Marco Rubio bill. So we are following Florida again. A wow. Florida story with a Florida story. It's a Florida heavy episode today. <laughs> it really is. Uh, he presented the Sunshine Protection Act to the Senate and requested an abbreviated procedure. He reached out to all of the other senators. And if they do uh, unanimous vote for it, then it doesn't have to go through any other procedures. It's just immediately bounced to the House for a vote. Ah. So there was only one senator that was a potential nay, and he didn't show up. So, <laughs> uh, so it was good to go. It was a unanimous vote on something in our Senate. That's amazing. I know. That is something amazing. united our nation. Well, the, and, look, you talk about names, right? And like how the Sunshine Protection Act. Who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want that? That's fantastic. We all And being sponsored from Florida. If you don't like sunshine, I don't like you. I can see the signs, you know, down with sunshine. Yeah. Well, Eeyore. Eeyore. Yeah. Miserable soul, that Eeyore. So what's the next step for this to go through? So it's in the house now. So it's it would create permanent daylight savings where we would stay in this summertime bliss year-round Interestingly, Arizona is always on winter time. I did not know that yeah. until I read that article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll they'll get a permanent like one hour shift for their full year um, if this were to go through. But the House has indicated that they're not really ready to yeah. vote on it. They they're getting actual research on it. Um, <laughs> no time for research. And it sounds <laughs> we laugh about that, but like you you've jumped. You are a resident daylight savings expert. And it sounds like there's like actual tangible health impacts from this change. For and against the bill of permanent daylight savings, for permanent daylight savings times, there's an increased risk of stroke and heart attack and other ill health effects every fall when we fall back. Uh, You're losing daylight, your schedule's messed up. and that is apparently actually bad for us. I think it's terrible for you. You know, I think it's bad. We've seen like COVID. When you recently. fall back, when you get the I'm extra. Talking about, I'm talking about the lack of day. Like if, if, you, uh, if you have oh, less daylight, yeah, yeah. you're getting, you're, you're having less uh, very valuable vitamin, vitamin absorption. Yeah. You know, COVID. 
Yeah. COVID. You need that. You heavily, yeah, you need it. If that yeah. taught us anything. That if taught COVID, us that. If the pandemic yeah. has taught us anything, it's that. you need your vitamin D. 100%. So, I, can, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Plus, it makes you real sad, man. That, that The dark. The dark doesn't make you real sad. It gets super dark. You come home, it's yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you that. We're going to get you on the side. You're the- what, uh, <laughs> what, how does this affect farmers, though? Isn't that why we have it? That's what I always heard. We have daylight savings time because because I, of farmers. I, I think we have the technology to put lights on tractors. Yeah, <laughs> tractor lights. This is a new thing. I think they have it. <laughs> I don't know, man. We should get a farmer on. We should. There are very few of them left. Yeah. There, the well, there is. We could, uh, if they had a better PR thing, this might be named like the anti-farming bill yeah, or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. They, yeah, Sunshine Protection Act, though. That's, that's pretty good. There are concerns about um, farm lobbyists and school lobbyists because of, especially in um, colder climates like the Midwest, it's already getting light in the morning so late in the winter. Pushing that n- another hour back, it's going to be 9 a.m. before the sun rises in a lot of areas of the country. Kids are at the bus stop. It's dark. Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. there are... Uh, commuting danger issues sure. but right now they're commuting in the dark to and from work so i feel like uh, getting yeah. sun for one of those two times is a net benefit uh, but who am i well this is a good ex- you're the daylight <laughs> savings expert i'm gonna what reach out about? to my representative yeah. in the house yes. make sure they vote correctly on this this is a good example though of something that that should be simple right this is something that like I don't think many people are angry about. You know, there's things that you need to take into concern and you need to research it because everything has unintended consequences. You know, everything does. Uh, but this does, this is not super objectionable. It seems like something that should mm-hmm. probably get passed, you know, but it's a good test to see how the legislative process works, you know. It's like when you're in school and you do, like, the pretend uh, – Senate, you know, and you have like a bill or something stupid, like everybody should get one piece of free candy a day and it goes through, but you're like, well, who's supposed to pay for the candy and what kind of candy is it? You know, and it ends up not passing because you can't agree on stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like that to me. It's like Big, terrible student Congress flashback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm, I was joking about how much of a like expert on daylight savings you are. And then I was reading the notes and I see that there is a person who actually wrote an entire book. Sees the daylight, yet. the curious and contentious story of daylight savings time. So, um, And interestingly, this has been done before. Mm. In the 70s, for almost two years, we huh. were on permanent daylight savings time. Yeah. That was a happy time, too, from what I re- <laughs> recall hearing. You know, the 70s. You like the 70s, right? I spent four <laughs> glorious years in the 70s. What, uh, they, and they went back. They did. They actually went back early. It was supposed to be a full two years, and people did not like going to work in the dark in the winter. Um, so I, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if that happens again. The proposal here is permanent. So they would have to go through this entire process uh, backwards with a new bill for a permanent reversal. I like the trial period aspect though. I did, yeah. I, I did not even know that that happened in the seventies, you know, but I like the fact that it was a, a trial and you had to come back and everybody make sure it was all right. Yeah, but who's gonna, it, I mean, who's, if you don't agree on it now, like, why? I feel like, I don't feel like anyone's like, hey, this makes so much sense now, two years later. But yeah, I, I agree. It may, it, I like the trial aspect as well. I just think people are, they're going to feel how they feel about daylight savings time at the end of the day. You know? We should do that with more bills, though. A, yeah. Just a trial period. Yeah, have like a sunset provision a on demo. it or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Um, 
I did not know it was coming out. I didn't know it was a, a Florida senator, so that's that's interesting too. Florida's just taking over the news cycle now. But all right, well, I want to spend some time up next. I know we're coming up against a break, but I want to spend some time. We've got a Supreme Court nominee. Confirmation hearings have started. We've had two or three days of it now, and I want to spend some time talking about that next. All right. Announcer voice, here we go. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm is where you can find them. They're the managing partners there, also practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Our special guest is Cassandra Nicholas, and she is also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. If you've got a legal situation that you're going through uh, and you need questions answered, I have a phone number for you, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Just leave your contact information briefly, what the call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can always email your questions to the show. We'll use them on an upcoming episode. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. That's questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. And again, website, fantastic resource for you. Again, theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back right after this. Welcome back into The Outlaw Lawyer. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, joined by, as always, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, our special guest today. She's been on the show several times, and I tell you, our ratings have gone up because she's on the show. But Cassandra Nicholas is here, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. We are now going to get into Supreme Court nominees. So it's been an interesting week for Supreme Court nominees and justices. So we have, and we've talked about uh, the new nominee, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, and we talked. We did a we did a deep dive and talked about her and her qualifications. And I think we had a bold outlaw lawyer prediction that she would be confirmed. I think that's where we, we did. We made that prediction. Yeah, yes. I think that's a, I think that's official. I'm, I'm sticking with it. That's on the books. That's on the books. I'm sticking with it. I think it was only official if it happens, and we're not yeah, there that's yet. That's how all of our that's how predictions. <laughs> I think work, I think right? I feel good enough now that I think we're on the books. Um, I think she's a great nominee. Um, the confirmation hearing has been interesting because I think everybody pretty much knows there's enough Democratic votes to confirm her right. in the Senate. Like, we're not worried. It's not like uh, we're not really worried about her, at least I'm not, uh, being confirmed. Um, and so, you know, again, and this ends up, we end up talking about partisan politics when we talk about this because that's how it, the fallout is. So we've got enough Democratic votes in the Senate to confirm her. She's very qualified. Everybody expects her to be confirmed, but the Republicans... Uh, are still going to ask her questions and, and kind of you know, you know get stuff out there. But I think I think her confirmation hearings so far have really just been used as a vehicle to kind of advance, you know, some national political type positions because she's uh, uh, she's going to be a really good justice, I think. But some of the questions she's getting, uh, Cassandra, I know you've been you've been looking at that. But where where are the line of question questioning going right now? So it's kind of. All over the place. There are a lot just on her actual record as as there, it should be, looking right. at what she's actually already ruled on. It's nice to have a nominee with a record to look at, to actually be looking at how they've already ruled. Um, but then there are some that are, that are just not particularly on point. Uh, she's been asked about how critical race theory is taught mm -hmm. in particular schools. Um, she was asked about a particular school that happens to be Georgetown Day School, which 
is a private school, so she she made a very strong, valid point that that's not all that relevant, uh, given that they can teach whatever they want at a private school. Do you remember, have you ever seen the movie, um, you've seen Office Space, right? Everybody's yeah. seen Office Space. Not every, I mean, you've seen Office Space, right? Yes, yeah, okay. it's been a while. Yes. And you remember there was, uh, you know, they, I can't remember, what was the boss's name that no one really liked and he kind of walked around, he didn't really do anything, he just I drank could, his I coffee. I see what he looks like, but... Uh, he had the beard. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name. And so he would walk around and he was, you know, they had the TPS reports that mm -hmm. were real meaningless, you know? And um, he would go around and ask everybody about these he TPS reports. Yeah. And he needed them and he they were important. Reports. And everybody knew they were important. I try to do that to, to our employees every, <laughs> every day that I can. Effective. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... When, when I think it was, I think it was uh, Senator Cruz. I think Senator Cruz was doing that line of questioning. But he was asking a, a Supreme Court justice about, again, and we talked about what critical. What we didn't really talk about it, but we talked about PR and the way things are named. And I felt like he was that boss in office space. You know, he was asking <laughs> a very smart person about something that maybe, at least in that context, was not very important. Sure, a Supreme Court justice isn't going to really deal with critical race theory. And their opinions on the matter probably aren't very important. So I don't know what, I don't know what, you know, maybe if you're listening, maybe you really like Senator Cruz, maybe you don't. Um, I didn't understand where he was going with that. I don't think she did either. She <laughs> took a moment to think about it. She handled it, was it very a, it well. It was a nice long pause and a slow blink. <laughs> that slow good. blink. You yeah. always got to worry when someone just blinks super slow at you. But I read that. I was like, what is he? I mean, you're just wasting time. And I think... Uh, and it's both sides, you know. What, the, what was the last nominee that got confirmed that was a Republican nominee? Was it Barrett? Yeah, yes. Amy. Yeah, I, I remember Barrett. Senator Booker, so that was a Democrat in a kind of a different situation. There was a lot going on there. But he did that same thing. He asked her a lot of questions that I thought were just... Well, it's like they're trying to... You get these politicians that are... It's like they're trying to check boxes that they think their constituents care about, like the, their base. That's exactly rather. what it is. That's all it is, well, is like... It, you, I don't know that he genuinely cares. Like it's he's a dog and to, pony show. It always yeah, is. yeah, and, and he. I mean, you got to assume he understands she's going to be confirmed, so he knows this is going to have no effect on that. Right. It's ir irrelevant. You know, it's an irrelevant issue. So it's just like he's saying things just to appease the more fervent base that he has. And asking questions on any like. Uh, controversial topics is going to get that senator's face on TV more. That's true, too. And it did. Because so. we heard about it. And we're talking about it. And that's it. right. So it worked. But we're talking about how dumb it was, too, though, basically. You know, how, not how irrelevant it was, you know. Yeah, it was so, completely irrelevant. But all press is good press, right? Is that I guess. No yeah. such thing as bad publicity. There you go. There you go. Uh, and then they have been questioning her on uh, relevant topics like affirmative action, potential affirmative action cases regarding Harvard. Uh, that will be coming to the Supreme Court that is particularly relevant because she does sit on Harvard's governing board. Um, so the discussion is whether or not she will recuse herself if she is added to the court and that case comes before them. Mm. And so that is relevant because that's we've seen that in the past where you've had justices who had you know some sort of a vested interest in a case that actually recused themselves. So I, I, don't, I mean, I, I think that's fair game and, and that isn't just a completely off the wall irrelevant. Yeah, no, I think that I think that was at least, you know, relevant because like you said, we've seen it we've seen it happen before. Judges recusing themselves when they have a personal tie to a case is important. It's really important on the US Supreme Court though because if you recuse yourself, no one's stepping in your place, right? 
So if you're doing something on the district court level or you're doing something on the state level and a judge recuses themselves, a lot of times there's another similarly situated judge who can step in their place mm -hmm. and take over. U.S. Supreme Court, there ain't, yeah. right? So if a Supreme Court justice recuses themselves and it's a you know, a 5-4 court or, or whatever, then it's a big deal. But yeah, it's it, a deadlock, potentially. So, you know, yeah, it's, I, I see that being an issue. And um, But, yeah, it's interesting. And I guess the reason that's a little more, that's that's been a topic of discussion is because you've had, it sounds like in the past you've had these justices where there was a potential uh, issue like that. They, they came out up front and basically acknowledged initially that they would be recusing themselves, and she hasn't done that. So uh, she's, and she's not really commented on whether... That would be the case. So I think there's some concern there among people. But again, that's a that's a more relevant issue. It's not just throwing a hot button issue out for the sake of throwing a hot button issue out that has no relevance. Yeah, I don't I don't like to see the softball questions. I don't like to see the just irrelevant like how is she supposed to answer some of these questions? Yeah. You know, just like but she did a very good job, um, and and it's good. Again, no matter what side of the fence you fall on, when you're talking about the Supreme Court, you just want a good, smart, experienced justice. Sure. Um, and I think that I think she's going to be that. I think she's going to be that. So I think she's a good one. That's what we should all want, right? That's what everyone. You should want, want good, smart people in leadership positions. <laughs> what a bold <laughs> take that is, Josh. We should put that in some kind of bill and see if it makes it all the way through. So we've drafted a lot of legislation here today. <laughs> right. The. Uh, the you have to take a test before you protest, Bill, and the smart people, smart in people in leadership. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We, we need to workshop the name of that one. Yeah. One that'll be in the headlines. The smart leaders. Up with, up with smart people. Up with smart people. I like it. I like well, it Well, we have, we have good smart people here on the program today. We've got the outlaw lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. We also have our special guest, Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm just on the side. Morgan <laughs> and uh, Consumer Advocate. That was a good movie. Yeah, it's a fantastic mm -hmm. movie. But uh, again, just a reminder, Josh and Joe are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, uh, as is Cassandra. Uh, and uh, folks, if you've got a legal situation that you're going through, I've got a number for you, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Just leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. They have offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. And if you've got a question you'd like answered on the show, we can do that in the future. Just send us the email now, and we'll answer it in a future program. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. And again, a great website, theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back right after this. Welcome back into The Outlaw Lawyer. We have Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, our hosts, and we also have our special guest, Cassandra Nicholas, who's also an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer, and that's where you can find these three. Again, Josh and Joe, managing partners there, practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. They've got offices in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We hit topics each and every week. Uh, you're going to have questions of your own from the legal side, and if you do, Got a phone number for you, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Just leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about. An attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And always, you can email your questions to the program. We'll use those on future shows. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Guys? Morgan, that's important, and we, we, we get caught up talking about legal stuff because we like it so much, but we are practicing attorneys. 
Uh, we don't make our living over here uh, doing the Outlaw Lawyer show as popular as it is. That doesn't feed the kids. We are working attorneys. So if you have a legal problem, you have a legal issue, uh, Cassandra, Joe, me, be happy to talk to you about it. Uh, Morgan always gives out the contact inf information. So you can reach us there. Your message will get to the firm. Uh, we're happy to talk to you, happy, happy to help you. So we should always point that out. I don't think we point that out enough. We are attorneys. That we, it's, it's true. <laughs> well, believe it or not. And, and again, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here. I, I work with the guys, and I'll, you know, Cassandra when she comes in. But it's, it's, it's clear you guys not only work, you know, uh, in the attorney field, but you, um, you really enjoy it. Uh, you, you basically geek out on it, and that's a good thing. I, I certainly want my attorney engaged if I'm working with somebody. We do, we do. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a job. It's also a, a passion, and, and it's something we enjoy. Um, and I think that's what's made the firm so successful is that we do uh, really enjoy what, enjoy what we do. But, um, Joe, what do you got on the docket for this week? Man, you, I just had a random thought. You mentioned the outlaw lawyer doesn't feed the kids, and I just had a vision of, like, you sitting your kids at the table. And they're like, Dad, I'm hungry. How like, was no, the, son. How was the show this and week? And just blasting the outlaw lawyer. You're going to eat this. How was the show? Uh, Not good uh, enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch basketball, Josh, because I yes. care about uh, it. Yeah. And, uh, what are you going to do if you're not going to watch basketball? Well, I've been Seinfeld? trying to. Yeah. How much can you watch of that? I'm working my way back through season. Is it season eight when. Uh, you're watching it backwards? Uh, no, I can't watch. You can't watch the first. I can't rewatch like the season one and season two of anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I always have to start like season In three. In the middle? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you watch Duke Carolina at Duke, the final regular season game? Seinfeld was there. I was in Yeah, he was there. I, He's a curse to the Duke program. Yeah, his kids, apparently. one of his kids go there. Or something. A lot of celebrities there. I didn't. I, it was on, I was in a restaurant, and it was on while I was in there. So I saw some of it, but um, I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Very good ending. Yeah, it was a good ending. Uh, if you're a Carolina fan? Right? No, he's, he's talking about after the game was over. The game was terrible, but after the game, you got to hear Coach K speak. That's exactly that what, what I was talking to. about. It was a fantastic I mean, he, game. He really spoke eloquently. No, it was terrible, man, because he's a competitor. And like, you're, you don't like to lose, right? Nah. I mean, you don't get like really upset about it. But imagine you were like a major competitor, and he just loses. Well, like, and I, I'll just say this. Imagine you're 18 to 21. Yeah. Right? You're suiting up for Duke. It's, his it's Coach K's final home game. There are AD former yeah. players mm -hmm. sitting behind your bench. Tons of celebrities. And a lot of those AD players were first-team All-Americans, yeah. national players of the year, national champions. That's nerve-wracking. Yeah. And, and you are, the load is, okay, we've got five guys. We've got to go out and win. The pressure was not on UNC. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they, I mean, they played well, but, man. Yeah, the, they did fine the, early, the pressure but as soon as it was Duke. tight at the yeah. end, it was like, you could just see it, man. Yeah, I think collapse. they're more relaxed now. We'll see how they do in the tournament. By the time this airs, mm -hmm. uh, both Duke and Carolina would have played their Sweet 16 game. Uh, so we, you know, we'll see how they do, and obviously we'll chat about it next week. So we're in the studio. We always come in the studio Wednesday morning. So depending on how, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, radio, podcast, you could be hearing us Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sure. Um, so of course those Thursday games will already have gone. What is? I, and this is. I'm sorry. This is another stupid question. How is it set up? So if Carolina and Duke make it, would they meet in like the Final Four? Or would Final they meet? Four. Okay. Yeah. So they, they would national be semi. Carolina's got a good chance, man. Carolina's not got many difficult teams remaining in that bracket, but Carolina's a team that can beat anybody. And then they can be horrible and get destroyed by not great teams either. But lately, they've played, to their credit, they've played very well. They've played very, very well. 
I'm going to ignore it and just keep watching Hurricanes games. So you didn't watch. So you didn't watch Carolina Baylor game at all either. That was a great game. No, I felt oh, by it. Five with ten minutes left, and then they nah, com- almost completely blew it. So nah, it's very not, interesting. It's not important. I'd if, like to get back to the outlaw lawyer movie brackets at some point. We need to do yeah, that. That's a thing. We yeah. spent that. a lot that's of time putting those like brackets together. Josh, you, te- you teased <laughs> us, and then. It's gone away. We should probably we should probably do that. Well, you have to watch the movies. You've seen what three of them total? You gotta watch. You you're the holdup. Now we only have a couple of weeks left of the basketball season if we're gonna do the, you know, the yeah ball. yeah we should we should do that. We should bring it back and uh, have some sort of uh, what we're gonna do. We're gonna do like a fan vote. Throw it yeah, up on the yeah, social yeah, media. Yeah. Or we can just arbitrarily decide. <laughs> argue about it. I think that's rant, probably the rant, Yeah, we rant. just argue about it. Yeah. And then uh, Cassandra gets to tell us who she is. <laughs> she's it's yeah. one to one. She's but a tiebreaker. But you've seen none of the movie. Like, you, how about we do it? You still don't see the movie. You just make up what you think. No, wait, 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 wait. This is this is the person that put a Pauly Shore movie. It is. We took it out in the bracket. Yeah, no, I, I give you that credit. Yeah. But it was in there to begin with. <laughs> and was. I almost fell off my chair. It's on record forever. Literally permanently. Pauly Shore's still alive. He's alive. Yeah, he's alive. Yes, yeah, yeah. he is alive. I think his yes. mom died. His mom was a she his mom, her, yeah, uh, Mitzi yeah. Shore yeah. on the yeah. Comedy Store. Yeah, he's alive. The uh, Looks pretty much the same too. Mm-hmm. What do we? We took the Polly Shore movie out. and We put in. I think we put in Big Daddy because I watched Big Daddy for the another classic. Two hundred. Yeah. So you have seen that There's a custody. Yeah, yeah the whole area. Yeah, yeah, trust me, exactly. this is a legitimate legal that's, tournament. Like, and don't <laughs> encourage. <laughs> I mean, with this new YouTube format, there's so many options. We can throw put them up on little clips of the videos. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> then get sued by the movie makers. Just, nah, just a picture. Lawyers. Yeah. Well, that's true. You're gonna sue us over our legal movie? Fair use for under ten seconds on YouTube. Too. See, this is why we bring you on the show. There we go. You know did not know that. <laughs> Daylight savings. No to sell. The uh, that's one of the things. Once you've been a lawyer for long enough, the prospect of getting sued is less and less and less of a threat. You know, like if somebody had threatened to sue me when I was 21 years old, I probably would have been you know, shaking in my boots. Yeah. And, you know. Now, now it's like whatever. All right, just yeah, just do it. Put it file in the, the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now we're gonna have a rush of suits against the outlaw lawyer. We didn't answer any question about the the tournament, whether it's gonna be like we. I think I think next week we'll bring it back. Okay. And we'll we'll do some votes. We'll try to get it wrapped up so it maybe what was That's the national promise. title game like April the third. Well, next weekend you've got Elite Eight, is the final game. Then you got the week after that be the final four. Oh so, yeah, comes they'll up play like, on a Monday. Yep. National title game. Yep. Oh, yeah, so we'll have to do that. We'll have to put some time. A lot of the more serious movies I definitely haven't seen. There was some in, like, the, yeah, there was, like, four, four, four. How many was there? Four, four, You've 16. seen, like, four of the movies total out of yeah, 16. Four, you have four pods, four <clears throat> movies. Yeah. So, uh, 16. you got some work to do. You're not watching basketball. What else are you going to do? Just go watch your movies. Look, when I get through the final season of Seinfeld again, I will maybe try to watch. I mean, some of those movies... Uh, I can't imagine they're very good. You picked them. <laughs> you picked some. Okay, fair uh, enough. Yeah. Well, uh, Morgan, <laughs> in summation, <laughs> we'll bring uh, back the movie tournament. We'll get it finished off and uh, and put it to rest. All right, well, there you go. Another edition of the Outlaw Lawyers in the books. Big thank you to Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer, joining us on set today. Uh, folks, if you've got any legal situation that it, you know, you're up against, you've got questions, Here's the phone number for you, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about. An attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. You can always email your questions to the program. We'll answer them on future shows. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Got another one in the books for this week. We'll see you next week right here.
Law Lawyer is hosted by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on this show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. Discussion of this show is meant to be general in nature, and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney, licensed in the state in which you live, had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of the show, contact us directly.